What's up, everybody? Welcome to Talk It Out Podcast. This is your girl, Gabby. Enjoy. And KT. And we are back with another episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our last episode with J. Colby, entitled, Can You Be Pro-Black and Homophobic? Y'all really enjoyed that episode. We did, too. We had a good conversation. Go check the episode out and check out the Black Detour for wonderful content. All right, before we get into this, uh, we have an announcement to make. We have the potential to be in the running to win an award Uh-oh. from the Memphis Uh-oh. Flyer entitled what? The Best of Memphis. I will put what? in the description the information you need to vote for us. But pretty much all we need you guys to do is go to the website, go to the media and personalities category, and then go to local podcasts. Type in Talk It Out Podcast, and then all you have to do is put in your email information, your name, and then your zip code, and that's it. You have nominated us to become the big nomination. So there's a small nomination where the people who get the most nominations will be in the grand vote. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, so please vote for us and uh, we'll love you. If you if you have enjoyed any episode, that is your way to show us your thanks. Nominate us and uh, share it with your friends. All right. Hit us up on social media. Facebook.com slash Talk It Out Podcast. Instagram.com slash Talk It Out Podcast. Twitter at Talk It Out underscore pod. Use the hashtag Talk It Out Pod for a retweet. June 14th is my birthday. Send me. A, I'm keeping it part. June 14th is my birthday, everybody. Um, I'm a Gemini. So if you want to give me some some gifts, I'm open to it. Okay, they're going to start this episode out with a quote, okay? I want to hear what Joy has to say about it. Because Uh-oh. we're going to talk about this movement that is, that is, that is circulating now. And I want to, I want to know your, your thoughts on it. Because that's what we do. We talk it out. Okay. I already sent this to the ladies, but I'm going to read it out loud for you guys. Um, this post was by a woman named Ebony Cecilia. Cecilia? This is what she said. The greatest tool of the white man was and is the black man. The black man has been the biggest bedwinch there is. Sucking on the white man's T.I.T. Selling his cocaine to black women and children. Trading his dignity for a crack pipe. A few kilos, designer clothes, glasses and cars, snatching up little black girls for the sake of running their sex rings. You want to talk to me about feminism? Nah, let's talk about reality. Within the black community, feminism is, a, is non-existent. A bunch of ride or die bees pushing the agendas of men who have a direct hand in furthering to destroy our community, our families. Your average black person in the hood has never even met a feminist, but what they have been met with is death at the hands of men who once ate with them, live with them, and occupy the same neighborhoods as them. But if you're a scared nigga, keep talking about feminism because arguing with women is much safer than checking the, gr- the criminals who got your granny scared to go and cast her social security check. Oh. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> I agree with some things, but I don't agree with everything. Explain. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree that most women, especially black women, don't like to confront the realities of our um, communities. Um, we don't. We like to go out and argue with each other about what should be and what shouldn't be. 
but we but most of us don't take up especially when it when it comes to men we don't take up and say hey you should not be doing this you're a man you're supposed to protect your family why why are we allowing so many black men to leave their homes you you get what i'm saying like mm-hmm. why are mothers treat, training their boys that this is okay i just don't understand that so mm-hmm. i get what she's saying about that most black women as far as a social standard do not put, check black men we just mm-hmm. don't however i just think that when she says trading his dignity for the crack pipe i think that goes to both men and women i don't i think that it's not just men that have drug problems you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so that's why that's one point that i didn't understand about this quote um I too agreed with um majority of it. I mean, I guess there's no surprise. We've already talked about this uh kind of when we said talked about, you know, our black men, the white people of black people. And of course, this is going to make its rounds because it's very like like Joy said, very blunt, very straightforward, very to the point, very harsh. But nothing that she says in here is a lie. Like I have not there's nothing in here that she says you, that you can say, oh, this ain't true. Not anything that I've seen. And so I think what the, the harshness and the abrasiveness is important in the, in the fact that because she was so harsh and abrasive, we were, a, I can cut we were able to, this was able to make its rounds and people are able to talk about it and get to the knit and grit and stop, you know, hiding hiding and, and and not talking about these things and like she said like on twitter people can say oh these black feminists these black feminists this these black feminists that but we got to be real majority of the times especially now a lot of black feminists come from an educated background come from a certain specific socioeconomic uh area you know that you're not you're not seeing too many black feminists just in the hood or something like that. Maybe they have black feminist ideals. I was just about to say that. I was about to say I've never seen uh the and most of the majority of black quote unquote who want to say they're black feminists have been that I've come in contact with now have been millennials. Yeah. Any probably older they 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 don't want a part of being a feminist. They don't understand it. They don't like it. They ain't trying to hear it. Right. And so, but what she was saying is, y'all say that black feminism, like it's everything that's not destroying the black community, is what they blaming on destroying the black community. Like there's they ain't hardly no black feminists. Like black feminism is kind of like its own little niche little deal. And so it's not destroying the black community because it's not even really affecting that many people in the black community. But what is destroying the black community, like I said last time uh, in the last episode, is misogyny and homophobia and all that stuff. So, of course, it can be perpetrated by anybody. A woman can be doing a lot of this stuff and a man can be doing it. But in this instance, we're talking about men. So in this case, yes, this needs to be addressed 100 percent like. We can't uh, be working towards empowerment if we're not allowed, like I talk about, to talk about certain things just because it goes against a narrative, just because it's harsh, just because it's ugly perceived and and stuff like that. Now, of course, we have to say not all. Of course, hashtag not all. But as far as just the gist of what she's saying, I think it's 100% 100 on the nose. 
this video that you had me listen to was I, I, I couldn't even understand what she was talking about. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't. I'm about to say because I could not understand a word she was saying. The like the vigilance, and she and what makes it so bad is that she was speaking so clear, mm-hmm. but her words, the way she was communicating to me. I didn't understand the word she was talking about. Divesting. Apparently, there's this movement now that's saying, okay, we know we get all these problems in the black community. Um, We're tired of having to deal with colorism and misogyny from black men. And um, a lot of times they feel like black men aren't being, aren't as committed to marriage and certain morals that they're doing. So they're saying, let's divest from the black community. I guess not the black community, but but from black men and go uh, and seek other races. Because I guess they're they're under the guise that other races are going to treat them better and have better goals and um, aspirations. What what's your what is your your feeling towards that, Joy? I said they should have been they should have been doing that. <laughs> why why do you say that, Joy? Okay, so I'm still not clear about the whole definition, but what I'm guessing is that one is that whatever race you are, you're going outside of your race to find to find a, a mate or a match because you don't believe that your race is is good enough. Right. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the gist. Okay. What I think is that like what I think black men see like these superstars and these athletes and how they all have white women now that they're successful. And they take it upon themselves to think, oh, if I want to be successful, then I need a white person or somebody other than black. And it's, it, it irks me because because I have heard black men, I've had black men say to me, like, you're real, you funny, you nice, you good, you know, if I could, I would. And I'm like, if you could, you would. Thinking in my head, what are you talking about? I thought we was just talking. And he he planned out some imaginary future that ain't even work. <laughs> because he thinks I'm a stereotype and that in order to succeed, he needs a certain type of woman. Personally, I think black women should have, I mean, because if it's anything to go by, black women, if we're gonna go with our stereotypes, black women are loud and angry towards black men in general, and black men are low down and dirty and always leave their children to, with black women, with black women. So why are we why why should we fight for each other? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If we're focusing on our stereotypes, yeah. let's just, you know, be real. And the majority of black men in my life have not been a great example for me and black love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to have a relationship with somebody my first option is black just because of, just because I'm me. But I've heard other black women say, I can't find no black man. Okay, well, first of all, nobody ever told you you had to find a black man. Right. You black women take that upon themselves and feel like, oh, well, we have to find a black one, a black man to satisfy my needs because uh, and to help me uh oh through life. Nobody said that. You just need if you if you need a man mm-hmm. and you if you want a man, I'm a man. The only thing I don't like about the premise of what they're saying 
is that they feel that going outside of their race is going to solve all of their problems. Because the thing with being a black woman is that no matter what race you go to, black women are still at the bottom of the totem pole. So all those stereotypes go with you. All of, you know, all that stuff kind of goes with you. And while you might not be treated bad or bad or anything by this nice white man with money, then you have to wonder, oh, is he fetishizing me? Is he still secretly racist? Like, so it's not going to solve all of your problems, but I do agree with you, Joy. Especially if we know that the black population is 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 small and a lot of black men are going to other races, then just statistically speaking, and they're also being locked up and some are being killed early, statistically speaking, there's not enough black men to go around. So if you're looking for commitment and somebody that's going to hold you down financially or whatever, and you can't find that in any black man or whatever, and they don't seem to be down with what you want to do, then go and do what you need to do. Go go out and, uh, you know, open your options. And I think, like you said, black women do a lot of times feel that we have this moral obligation because it's been put into our heads. Oh, you got to keep the, the blood. You got to keep it in the family. Not keep it in the family. But, you know, you got to preserve the black community. You're the mothers of the black community. <laughs> stuff like that. But I don't I, see it going that, I don't see that being as instilled into black men. Like when Serena Williams got married to that white man, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. But a black man is getting, fit. but a black man is getting married and engaged to a white woman every day. And it's not every even a, a big deal. You know what I'm saying? We have, and the reason why I, I say they could have fit is because people who I had that discussion with, like privately, they could have fit. Mm. And then I was like, and they were upset that, he was like wounded. And I was like, well, that's how black women make, that's how black women feel all the time. They literally, when talking about this subject, they feel that that is their right to date a white woman or a woman of a different race Mm -hmm. and still have the black woman be available to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel okay, like gotcha. You feel like it's their right. Yeah. I want to ask KT if do you ever feel like do you ever feel insecure if a person chooses another per- uh, color over you? So uh, an ex of mine was dating me, um, <laughs> but then he did get a black woman pregnant like during the time we were dating, so that was great. Um, but was I upset that he got a black woman? Pregnant as opposed to a white woman or me. I was, I think I was upset at him that he cheated during that time and now he had someone pregnant, but not that she was black. Like that, that doesn't, that wouldn't bother, that didn't bother me. So you never said, and then he got this black girl pregnant. No, I never did. Now the girl was ugly, but I never said anything about her being black. Well, I'm just going to let you know right now. Most of the time, I'm all like, you know, we all should be here for each other. And I'm very nice. But when I feel like you're in a relationship with me, I don't care who you are, black, white, purple, blue. And you got, a, you know, a giant hole in your head. I'm talking about you going to say something else. All right, guys. So um, I wanted to bring up a topic because I have a theory 
a huge theory that I've been thinking on for quite some time now, and um, I'm almost 100% sure that I'm right. So my theory is, is that Donald Trump is going to be elected uh, for another four years, for another term. And the reason why I feel like that is because Donald Trump panders uh, to poor white Americans. And uh, because he is so absurd, um, he basically continues to pander to poor white Americans. Uh, I feel like because of that, because there are so many poor white Americans who, especially, you know, ones that play into um, white supremacy, then I feel like he's still going to get the vote. They, they, you know, white white people who, who vote and um, white people who vote, period, uh, basically, they need someone who is going to be absolutely absurd and Donald Trump, you can't get much more absurd than him. What do you think about that? Yes or no? Do you believe he's going to be elected for another four terms? Do you have a theory to go against it? What do you think? I say the only way he will be beaten. Well, no, let me say this. I say the best candidate to beat him, he's not necessarily going to get another term. Now. The best candidate to beat him will be Bernie Sanders, of course. Now. At first, I had a theory about why Bernie Sanders was the best. Now, I have the best theory as to why Bernie Sanders will beat him unile- uh, the best. <laughs> Unanimously. Because of this, Bernie Sanders appeals to a wider range of people. He appeals to the millennials because he talks about uh, college and getting uh, student loan debt er- eradicated. He talks about social issues that we care about. He caters to the baby boomers because he is one of them. He can talk to them about pensions and Medicare, Medicaid or whatever they be getting and Social Security. And he appeals to white people, white men, patriarchy. I mean, he's not going to play into that. But because he is a white man, he will automatically earn more trust better than uh, Hillary Clinton. And because he's also well versed and well read. He will be able to show that he is way more intelligent than Donald Trump. And he also has the ability to appeal to um, your everyday guy. So I feel like he now think about that. Bernie Sanders gets this whole lump group of people who who is Donald Trump supporters. Donald Trump supporters are the folks from the Midwest and South. This this real most of the time they real traditional and regressive. Now, compare that to everybody else. Bernie Sanders would have it. So what do y'all think? Well, personally, Bernie, whoever, I feel like if Bernie Sanders could touch the people, he would have won. I feel like... That's not, that's not what happened. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just me. I, just, uh... I didn't say that's what happened. I said I feel like it's not about a party or... Who's or uh, who's gonna do the best thing you, they can for you at the time? It's about the majority of people in America. It's about you know our nation, and if we don't, and if we want to be in a dictatorship, and if we don't get over yourselves, vote for the person that you may not necessarily like, but he's not Donald Trump. Donald Trump right now, he's making all of these suggestive movements that everybody is 
talking about, but they're not talking enough about because they're concerned about the sex scandals. They're concerned about um, Russia and all, you know what I mean? They're concerned about things that make, that are distractions. Mm, Okay. So let me, let me address what Gabby said. First of all, as far as what Gabby said, I think she's wrong. She's 100% wrong. And (laughs) the reason why I think she's wrong is because Exactly what Joy said. If Bernie Sanders was going to do it, he would have done it last time. And now listen to me. And even even then, let's say he does run again. Okay, a lot of people don't associate Bernie Sanders with older people. People associate Bernie Sanders with millennials and how millennials like wanted him so much to be the president. Like he was just the goddess, the god of of all worlds and politics and blah, blah, blah. And Bernie Sanders, you said, Gabby, that he's intelligent. That's correct. But I don't think he is actually talking to people. You know what I'm saying? Like whenever he no, whenever he says things, it's too complicated for normal average Joe people to understand. Yes, it is. No, no, I'm just saying I'm not saying that I'm saying that. Everything that he says, like if you go through his Twitter, I know what he's saying, but that's because I'm educated in uh, like social issues and things like that. But a lot of people who are not educated in that are not going to make any sense of anything of what he's saying. And it it doesn't make sense. As for what Joy said, I'm addressing y'all both. As for what Joy said, Joy just wants us to vote for the lesser of the evil. And that ain't got nothing to do with politics, and well, I don't have time for that. that time, we need Donald somebody. Trump, well, 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 I'm not finished. 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 <laughs> Listen. So, <laughs> the lesser of the two evils doesn't work like that. We got to stop giving that as a as a um, as a resolution to the politics. Like our politics in America are in shambles right now. Uh, just like you said, Joy. Like we are literally just hanging on to some kind of sex scandal that the that the president had, and we're not even like taking the time to actually look and see what laws he's passing and things along those lines. And because of that, um, yeah, I I I think I'm 100% sure of this. Donald Trump will run. Uh, for the next election, and he will be the winner. Let me just say this: the the mindset of not voting for the the um, and this is where I this is where I come in, and I'll be like, "You're yeah, so naive," but I just feel that the reason why we have Donald Trump as our president because he did not win the popular vote. Let's just let's just get that out there. Mm-hmm. He was because people did not come in and vote. One, if, if he did not win the popular vote, then obviously people came about and they and they voted. Um, the only reason why he won is because of the I, electoral if you college. Let me and finish, I was going to tell you oh, the other reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I was saying, he did. I feel like he won because people basically I don't people don't like to hear, but I think they wasted their vote. You wait they wasted their vote by not voting for one. I know a lot of people who did not vote. Um more than twenty people I know who did not vote. Maybe that wouldn't have made a difference, but I just know I know if I know twenty people, somebody else knows some people. Um then they start voted for a third party, which is great, it's your right to do. But you know that 
third party really didn't have a chance to win, you should have voted for somebody else. My my just my just my opinion. What do you guys think, the listeners? What what do you think? Hit us up on social media, Facebook.com slash talk it out podcast, Instagram at talk it out podcast, and Twitter at talk it out underscore pod. Do you think Donald Trump is going to win this next election? Do you think he would win this next election if Bernie Sanders became the Democratic <laughs> nominee? Okay. We'll we'll see what you guys think. Uh, give us your your input on it, and we'll read some of the comments in our next episode. Okay, don't forget, guys. Actually, I have already set it up. You can go to our Instagram uh, link in our Instagram bio where you can find out how to vote for us for the Best of Memphis Award or how to nominate us. Um, and then I will also put it in um, the description of this episode. It will send you directly to the page where it says Local Memphis Podcast. Just type in Talk It Out Podcast. Like I said, you just put your email in there and your your name and your zip code and you are done. Nominate us. Get your friends to nominate us because the more nominations we get, the better chance of us getting into the running to get into the huge voting which will be seen by all of Memphis. So uh, we really need your help. And today we are, as I, as I speak on Sunday, we are going to get those passing tampons and um, donate them to Sister Supply. Thank you guys again for everyone who gave a penny, a cent, anything towards it. Um, we love you. This has been your girl, Gabby. And George. And Katie. And my birthday is coming up this Thursday, June 14th, Flag Day. It's also Donald Trump's birthday, but because we don't like Donald Trump, it's only my birthday. You can give me money so that we won't remember about Donald Trump's birthday. Uh, hit me up if you want to send money. Okay, this has been, huh? Or uh, the um, extra adult viewing images. <laughs> oh, you want somebody to send oh, yeah. you some neckies? Some Nickies. <laughs> um, hit the DMs up. Okay, this has been Talk It Out Podcast. Talk it out. Talk it out.